All right, guys, welcome into Kamisha's Corner for a very special edition of the podcast for many reasons. Uh, first off, I can't edit anymore. Uh, my, my MacBook went through a random automatic update to the new software, and it basically made my editing programs and everything kind of obsolete for now. So it's really frustrating, but uh, this is going to be a special unedited edition of the podcast, just exactly as it happens. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome on this week's guest, who's only in their third season in the league. In 2017, they finished 2-11, and coming in dead last in the regular season. It was in what was a controversial ending of the year. Uh, last year, he led more than a feeling to a 6-7 and record, but missed out on the playoffs as the number eight overall seed. And this year, he currently sits tied with the second-best record in the league at 6-4. and four. The owner of the Crow Ain't Going Nowhere is, of course, none other than Mike Rue. So, Mike, tell us how you kind of sum up your time in the league so far as we've seen some improvements at this point. How's it going, Tim? Um, I'd say the way I describe my time in the league so far would be uh, a slow build. Had a uh, obviously a tough start with the uh, two and eleven season, um, so we're going in the right direction. Last year, I was tied. I was looking back. I was tied in. The, uh, thank God I for, forgot this for a little bit, but I was tied for um, for uh, three way tie for sixth place with Jesse and Redmond. But Jesse ended up making the playoffs because he had three points more than me in the play than than he had. <laughs> than me so it was uh it was a tough go at it but you know i'm back this year have a decent record going on and i'd say uh it was tough getting used to the ppr system at the beginning but now i'm I'm good what would you say to the people who are still having their fingers crossed that they get to see you in a calendar shoot um at some point just to show off that body we know it's been going to the gym you know if, if uh if you want to see a private show call me up I'm uh, more than happy to <laughs> oblige, but uh, it's probably not going to happen seeing as, you know, four games into the season we decided that rule and then another, it took another two games to decide that it was going to be uh, decided by total point score or or record the, for the end of the season, which obviously we don't do it that anymore that way anymore. So it's probably not going to happen, but, you know, if I come in last this year, I love the way that this is like it's becoming like an urban legend that it grows with each time. Like next time we talk about it, they be like, "Listen, it was week ten and we decided this. Like we there were two weeks left no, in the I, season when we decided it. This thing grows every remember, time." Just Sean Watson went down. My only hope, hope, it was week four, and then and then yeah, my season was shot and decided that it was the last place guy in the league and did not lose in the playoff bracket. And still had to, you know, bear the brunt of, you know, everyone coming down on me. I'll let uh, I'll let everyone else decide who to believe there. I'm gonna leave that right where it is. <laughs> what I want to know right. this week we got a big Pats Eagles matchup. I know Redmond's gonna be listening. I told him that we're gonna be talking about Eagles here. Uh, how do you think this game's gonna play out between the Pats and the Eagles? You know, it's uh, it's tough for the Eagles coming off a Pats bye week. Um, I was looking into that a little bit. The Pats are actually worse than I thought they would off of a Pats a bye week, but they're 14-5, and five, and their losses are to some pretty stout teams. Um, so two of them were before the, the uh, I'd say we were, like, dominant. So the Bills we lost in 2000, and this is in the Bill Belichick era. And then we lost to Denver in 02, which was pretty good, um, Pittsburgh in 11, Panthers in 13, and Seahawks in 16. So other than that, we've pretty much dominated, dominated off of bye weeks, and I think we're going to be coming off firing after the loss uh, to the to uh, the fighting Lamar Jacksons. So, so you think Redmond should be worried about the Eagles? It's, it's going to be a tough one for the Eagles, I think, but I guess we'll see. So it's kind of a rough week for NFL matchups elsewhere. Uh, it's not like there's that many headline matchups. Is there another game that kind of intrigues you most that you're, like, most intrigued to see who wins? Yeah, definitely a rough one. But uh, 
I'd say I'd be interested in the Ravens versus the Texans. You know, I think the I mean, if the, if the Texans can play the Ravens, I'd definitely start thinking of them as, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think of them as a contender as much as, I think, Kyle uh, eloquently put last week that they're a second-tier team, and I kind of think of them the same way. But if they can play the Ravens um, and contend with them, then I think that, you know, it, it, will pre- it will prove that the AFC South is for real. And I actually was watching – I can't remember which game it was yes, uh, last week, but I was very surprised to see that no one in the NFC or the AFC South was had a less than 500 record as of last week, and then Jacksonville lost. But I would, you would think that you know I don't I don't see anyone in that league that you go oh wow I really don't want to play them. But if the Texans can start playing up to the Ravens level, then I'd be pretty scared of them. There's actually when uh, whenever I've done like the like the pick'em leagues or like the survivor pools or even any just like gambling at any point the AFC South always for that reason like I always try to stay away from like even when there'd be games where it's like all right it's like the like Chiefs playing the Titans or whoever and you're like okay this is a no-brainer but then the Titans show up and win you know and you're like what what the hell or it'll be Jags <laughs> yeah, Jaguars against, like, I don't know, like the Steelers on, like, a typical year, and, like, the Jags just show up and beat them. So, I, like, the AFC South is always a crapshoot. Like, I never want to just – I never want to guess who's going to come out of that division. It's so tough. Exactly, exactly. And, I, and if they play them well, then, you know, they're legit. So, I yeah, think the only I mean, one else is – I think the only other playoff potential is uh, Bears versus Rams, but honestly – Probably won't be turning into that too. Uh, too <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. He'll, he'll just be he'll just be Jordan watching that one. Um, all right, so let's break down this past week in fantasy. We're gonna play a little game of buy or sell. Uh, I'm gonna say a statement, and you're gonna tell me if you're buying that statement or if you're selling it. Uh, so first one here, um, buy or sell. Mason's team is actually pretty good. So before you answer, you know Mason scored the most points in the league this past week. The second time he's done it all season, gets that $10. But he also scored a league low 50 points the week before. So buy or sell, Mason's team is actually pretty good. So before I answer that question, I'd say this year is a lot more even than any other year. Well, the last two years that I've been in it, like there's, or I guess maybe just last year in particular, every team this year has a fighting chance. Um, so even though that's going to go contrary to what I'm saying right now, um, it's, it's, I'd say I'd sell on Mason being a, a, a good team just because I'd say out of all of the teams, I think we're pretty close, but I think that he's, and you'll see in my power rankings more towards the bottom than anyone else. So he still has got the, the least amount of points scored, um, I'd, don't love his running backs, but we, we'll go into it more in, in the power rankings. All right, next one. Buy or sell, Redmond's team is actually the favorite to finish dead last and have to run the 5K in the outfit of our choosing. Uh, the reason I bring this one up, so Redmond texted <laughs> me as I was putting the beat down on him last week, and he goes, you know, he said, uh, the squad's morale has never been lower. Uh, he's worried, and he thinks he's actually a sleeper pick to come in dead last in the league. He's lost three in a row at this point, and three of his past four weeks, he has failed to top 100 points. So buy or sell, Redmond's team is a favorite to finish dead last. You know, I'd really want to buy this because when he was on <laughs> the show, he pegged me at eight overall, and uh, I think I've been sitting at second for the past uh, five weeks or so. So really love to buy it, but I'm going to sell it just because I think He's got a solid all-around team. Um, I think the QB play probably isn't there as much as he'd like it to be, but I'd say his his running backs are pretty solid, so I, I, uh, I'd i sell that one. Was that a subtle dig at Carson Wentz as his quarterback there? That I, <laughs> that I was that a subtle Carson Wentz insult? It's, yeah, it's subtle. subtle. Like. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how, how well he does uh, this week against a legit team. <laughs> all right, uh, next one. We're going to talk a little bit about Murph here. Uh, So this past week, Lamar Jackson had 33.4 points. This is his fourth 30-point game of the season. 
Uh, McCaffrey and Wilson are actually just barely ahead of him in total points this season, but Jackson had one, like, dud game that kind of dropped him back a couple points. Jackson's just playing at such an efficient rate, uh, adding rushing yards. We all saw the play with the spin move last week, passing touchdowns. He's being really efficient. So buy or sell, Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player to own in fantasy football this year. The guy's a beast, but I'd probably have to sell this one as well. Um, and it's not that he's a bad player, obviously. Like, he's for sure a top five player, for sure. And But McCaffrey, I'd still give it to for the most valuable just because he's had his bye week already, and he still has 30 more points than the next running back in points. So, like, And then the, the next running back after is 50 points behind him. So just the spread between how good McCaffrey is compared to the next up running back where, you know, Lamar has both Wilson and Watson, like, right around them. I think they separate themselves by, like, five points or so. So I would I would sell it, but, I mean, I, if I had Lamar on my team, obviously I wouldn't be too mad. So the reason – and I have McCaffrey, which is great. I love McCaffrey. He's been great. But the reason I bring it up this way is just because, like, I've had Aaron Rodgers as QB who's been kind of like hit or miss. He's had some like awesome mm-hmm. weeks, but like also some total duds. And I kind of look around and I don't necessarily see like consistent quarterback play for everyone. I see like two or three teams that really have a good quarterback. And Murph's team has like completely been carried by Lamar Jackson. If he didn't have Lamar for Jackson, sure. his team wouldn't be nearly as good. So that's kind of why I see him as maybe an MVP fantasy candidate more. So I love McCaffrey. He's my guy, but. I just, when I look at the teams and how they've been able to survive to this point, like Lamar Jackson is just carrying Murph's team. Well, if you rephrase that question and said who had the the best value for what they got in the draft, then Lamar hands down. I think Murph got him in like, what, the sixth or seventh round or something? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously for the value of of the draft pick, it's by far Lamar would be the, the best overall player. So next one here, um, currently the way the standings are, uh, we have Jesse, you, Nick, me, Murph, and Jarden as the top six in that order who'd be making the playoffs. Um, well, I want to talk about who's going to be in the playoffs with a few injuries to kind of uh, keep in mind. Uh, Jarden lost both his tight ends, Hooper and Herndon. Uh, it sounds like Saquon Barkley should be back after the bye week. I know Christian was texting saying, Maybe he gets shut down. I, I just don't see it happening yet, but who knows as they get towards the end of the season with only a couple left, maybe. Uh, Redmond might not have Emmanuel Sanders for a game or two. Um, Kyle's still likely without T.Y. Hilton for another week. You lost Evan Ingram. Uh, Nick should be getting Kittle back. Uh, and then Murph lost Devonta Freeman uh, and Tyler Lockett uh, for maybe a week or two or three. Who knows? Uh, so a lot of injuries going on, but as it currently stands, Jesse, you, Nick, me, Murph, and Jarden are the top six. So buy or sell, these top six teams currently in are going to be the top six that actually make the playoffs. I really hope so, and I'm going to buy it because I think that if I look forward to – if I look who's playing who in the future, I think all of the people towards the bottom of the barrel are – are, are playing a pretty tough schedule to finish out the season. So just, you know, statistically speaking, the ranks that we are in right now, I think it, it's going to take a lot of, a lot of uh, triumph from the teams in the bottom to, uh, to overcome what they, what, uh, what they need to do in order to hurdle into the playoffs. So I'd buy it and uh, you'll, you'll see a little bit more from uh, my power rankings. Yeah. I'm, when I look at these, I like, I like most, Lee would buy this statement. I guess I'd have to say buy. Uh, Jarden does make me a little nervous. Now, Hooper, tight end one, gone. I mean, the rest of his team should be good enough, but it makes me a little nervous. It just seems like it's his year to have, like, something happen, like the final week where he's just going to get really unlucky and, like, either Redmond or Kyle or someone just, like, jumps ahead of him the last week. So he's the one. That makes me nervous. The other five, I feel really confident at this point. Yeah, that's 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 tough. He's is he out for the season though? Uh, Hooper, no, he could come back for the playoffs, but like yeah. the next couple yeah. weeks, making it into the playoffs, uh, he's probably gonna be without Hooper for like at least two weeks. 
Yeah, that's that's going to be tough when, he needs when they need him. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I think he's still got a solid base to go around. It. I think this week is going to be his toughest one for him, where you know he's he's got Saquon on by, so that's that's going to be a, a tough one to hurdle. But he's going to have to make it up. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, you tease your power rankings. I want to see where you have Jarden and everyone else. Uh, let's go back and forth here. I'm going to start, uh, as I always do. And as I have the last like three weeks, kind of since I was down on him at the beginning of the year, Jesse's still at number one. No surprise. I know Kyle <laughs> came on and was shitting on his team. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was a doubter. I'll always clarify that, that I haven't been like on top. I haven't been on his team, like the bandwagon from day one. Uh, but last week at him at one, uh, and I just really like winners. Jesse just keeps winning. He's eight and two, <laughs> best record in the league. He's got a three game win streak. He leads the league in points scored at, uh, 13 18. Uh, he just beat you by about 18 points. Uh, he had Cooper, uh, get him 26. Kelsey got him 17 and Bell got 15 to kind of carry his squad. Um, but he kind of like proved he could win without the guys who are his MVPs at this point. You know, no Deshaun Watson. No Julian Edelman and Pat's defense on the bench. Uh, he still gets a win, so that's why he is my number one. Yeah, so I guess before I go into mine, I've got three different lists right here. I wanna wanna clarify <laughs> a little bit because I'm I, I'm 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 wondering this every single time that we go through a power ranking. And I think this is some of the confusions why people were a little up in arms about Kyle's rankings last week. But so I've got a list of best-to-date teams, which is kind of how the power rankings go in, like, ESPN or whatever. Whoever's, you know, the hottest team at the date, um, is is uh, that's the order they're in. Then I have team that wins it all, and then I have team that I don't want to play right now. So oh, wow. you pick your all list, right. and, I'll go, and I'll go through which one I think and why I think. Oh, so I get to pick between these three lists, and you're going to yeah, one or of them? I, I mean, however you want to do it, but I think I think <laughs> each one of those three lists are distinct. They have distinct differences between each one of them. Yeah, I think I kind of want to go with like team that I wouldn't want to play because to me that's kind of like a combination of like who has been succeeding and you expect to continue succeeding. You know, you wouldn't say it's you wouldn't want to play True. teams. They just suck, you know. And also, like, you're saying you don't want to play them because they'll probably be pretty good going forward. So For I would sure. say let's fo- let's focus on that one, the team you wouldn't want to face list. All right, let's 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 do that one. So I, I'd say, and I think the difference between that one and the one that I think is going to win it all is basically, you know, some of the people that I have on the people I don't want to play right now they're, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because they just didn't kick it in gear in time. Um, and okay. then obviously, you know, you the people at the top have more likelihood to win it all because they might get a buy or something. So, sure. My sure. my top in the team that I don't want to play right now is your team. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty apparent. Um, you have the number one, number two, and number fifteen running back, even though Mac hasn't been. As much as you wish it would, I mean, I mean, fifteen at fifteen running back as your flex isn't too bad. Um, you have the number two and number seven wide receiver, and then number six QB. So, I mean, there's really no hole in your team right now. And if there was someone that I wouldn't want to play right now, it would for sure be your put team. You're you're putting up, you know, buck twenty pretty pretty regularly. So, that'd be my 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 first team that I I would not want to play right now. I love it. Back-to-back weeks where the guest who has come on has had me at number one. Uh, I yeah, continue yeah. to have myself at number two. Last week, I was number two as well. But I am slowly closing the gap on Jesse and points scored. I now have 13.05. He has 13.18. You're next closest behind us with 11.14. So there's like a 200-point gap here uh, with Jesse and I to everyone else. But I do have the longest winning streak with four games. Uh, and like you said, um, I've been pretty consistent with how many points I'm getting. I've scored at least 120 points in seven of my last eight games. Um, and yeah, like you said, Marlon Mack has like weirdly been, he gets, he gets another 20 carries and doesn't score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, how does a guy get 20 <laughs> carries a game? That's on a team with no quarterback this week, 
not score. So I actually kind yeah, of struggle rough. with my flex play each week because, like, Chark has been a top 10 fantasy receiver, and Max just gets lots of touches but doesn't really, like, produce huge volumes. You know, he'll kind of get, like, he'll have, like, 100 yards rushing with no touchdowns and, like, a catch. And you're like, all right, that's, like, 11 points. Great. So I kind of struggle at that point, but I don't think I have any weaknesses, like you said. I mean, my tight end spot's a little shaky, but I can kind of live with that. So that's why I have myself at number two, but I do still think to this point, like Jesse's team still for me deserves to be at one. But I want to go back to your list now with the second team you wouldn't want to play at this point. And a question for you as well. How do you yeah. do your – like when you think of your rankings each week, do you think of it's the best of date, the person that wins it all, or the team you don't want to play right now? I think of it as what have you done for me lately and how likely are you to do it again this week? Or kind of like Got going it. forward. So it, if it. you have like a if you have like a bad loss, like Mason puts up fifty points. Like what have you done for me lately? Mason puts up fifty points. That's awful. Obviously <laughs> Kyle and I had some fun with that. That gets you pushed down. And then how likely are you to repeat that and give me another fifty points? Like it looked like it was actually kinda of likely that Mason was gonna have some shit games. So <laughs> that's why you say that they're towards the bottom. But that being said, it's like if you have a – and, you know, Mason, I know you had a great week this week, so we'll get to that. Don't worry. But, um, you know, if you have consistently good finishes like Jesse's team or my team this year, and it seems like you're going to continue to give me those going forward, then that's where you stay. Like if all of a sudden, like, McCaffrey tore his ACL or something this past week, then, like, I would not have myself at number two in the power ranking still because I'd, I'd probably bump me down because I'm like, look – I've been great going to this point, but how likely is that going to keep going with no McCaffrey? Like, probably not very likely. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so, I, I mean, and this is where my my list is going to go a little into left field because this next person, um, I do not think that they're even going to make the playoffs, but I would not want to play their team right now, and that's Kyle's team. Oh, shit. And, Kyle's bumping up. And and like I said, I don't, I don't think that he's going to win. I actually, if if you look at my my teams that are going to win it all, he's at eight because you know his record isn't great. He has to play you, Nick, and Redmond in the next three games, so not easy wins in the next three games. Um, but if you look at his team right now, like it's it's pretty evenly distributed. And I'd say if there's there's one word that for Kyle's team to um, really describe his season, it would be underperforming. Um, he's got Dak, which is a solid, solid quarterback. He's got Josh Jacobs, that's been that's been the number nine running back, and is is solid. Um, he's got uh, Derrick Henry, who who he traded for, very solid running back, and then and then David Montgomery is coming into his his own, and he's a fill in this week since uh, since Henry's on the bye. Um, but and then you got Odell and DeAndre Hopkins, and there's no holes there either. And then Zach Ertz is the tight end, always a top five guy at the end of the year. Um, and he's got a few different guys that he can put into his flex spot. So if I look at just like who I don't want to play next week, it's or any week going forward, it'd be Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's team is definitely interesting. It when I look at his lineup, like one of the guys who stands out to me, where it's like, man he's kind of the reason Kyle's team hasn't succeeded actually is OBJ. I mean, he's like more For concerned sure. about the, like the watch that he's wearing during the game or the cleats <laughs> he's going to hand out than actually performing. I mean, he's had like, listen, from week three on to this point, three points, four points, 13, which is good. Seven, 10, eight. So it's like a guy like OBJ kind of hope would perform a little more, but um, if some of Kyle's other big names like Hopkins and, uh, you know, Ertz kind of step it up, they can, he could definitely get past that. So I understand why you have Kyle there. Uh, I have him lower. I'll get to that point, but I agree. I well, don't. And then, necessarily... and then you got TY as well. On, that's, that's hurt. And there, TY. Just, you know. Yeah. And TY. Okay, so, yeah. Like I said, if it was, if, if I had to play a team right now, I wouldn't want to play Kyle, but obviously I don't, I don't think he's going to win at all because I don't think he's going to make the playoffs, but. I uh so I'm not I'm not fully convinced Kyle's not going to make the playoffs, but I don't have him no, quite as high at this point. Obviously, we're going on different different criteria. 
Uh, yep. My my number three, I have Nick. Uh, and last week I had Nick at six. The week before that I had Nick at three. So I can't figure out where to put Nick's team. It's just it's somewhere between three and six. That's where he's got to be. It's it's he's kind of on a bit of a roller coaster. He just put up 134 points and he's won three of four games. Uh, this is his third highest score of the season. He's also put up over 161. Um, so you know you've seen he has the ability to go off. Uh, didn't have Kittle due to injury, and Aaron Jones just kind of continues to carry his team. Another three-touchdown game. Um, Jones had 27 points. Mahomes and Adams are back, and eventually he's obviously going to get Kittle. Um, I said before I'm not obviously confident in Gurley. Um, I know I've kind of had this talk a little bit uh, that I just don't trust that he's going to get all the touches um, and that they're still not, like, fully ready for him to just take on a huge workload. He still didn't get 20 carries again. Um, but, you know, Gurley still did have – I think he had, like, over 70 yards for him. Uh, and I'm not convinced on Ronald Jones, as I said, even though back-to-back <laughs> weeks he scored a touchdown. So, like, fuck me, I have Marlon Mack who can't get a single touchdown with 20 carries, but Ronald Jones is going to get 11 carries and score each week. So yeah. uh, I can't really can't really go hard from too bad for his flex because it's working out better than mine. Um, so I don't know. Nick is like somewhere in that three to six range. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to put him at three again, just because this past week he put up 134. So that's where I got him. Yeah. I have Nick at three as well. Um, and I don't know. I said it, he's definitely an interesting team. He's got, yeah, I, I agree with you on the girly worries. Um, and then I think also he's got a pretty weak number two wide receiver. Um, He's been flexing between DJ Moore and John Brown, which I don't really like either of them. But um, you know, he and then and then this week he unfortunately has to, or at least he looks like right now he's starting two tight ends, which never is really a winning successful formula. But <laughs> um, I think it's definitely he'll he'll come into his own. It sounds like it looks like he's he's a lock for the playoffs at this point. So. Um, I think I think he'll do fine. He just needs to get everyone healthy at the same time, and and I think he's got a good shot at at winning. Yeah, Nick is going to be. I got to remember that for next week. You know, no Devonte Adams, no Aaron Jones. Kind of like his two, I guess, other than Mahomes, like his two best players. Um, so Nick's obviously going to be in a bad uh, down week. Um, for number four, I have you. Last week I had you at three. I bumped you down this week just because you only had 90 points, and that's actually four straight weeks at less than 100 points. Um, I've flip-flopped you and Nick in the rankings, like, seemingly every week. <laughs> uh, but you, like Nick, seem to be appropriately ranked somewhere in the three to five range. Um, you were hot really early on, so you were actually up in third overall in points scored on the year. Um, you didn't have Connor, uh, which stinks. And, and Ingram, once he comes back, and Sanu – with Russell Wilson as well as your QB1, I still think, like, I guess if I was answering it your way, too, with, like, teams I don't want to face, yours is still in that category for me of, like, teams I don't want to I don't want to see. Um, and kind of at this point, like, this is where my new grade break is. Like, those top four teams, uh, Jesse, myself, Nick, and you, are kind of like I kind of have us in a tier of like the serious contenders. The ones after this are more of like all have potential kind of. That's where my new grade break is at this point. Yeah, I I wish I could say the same about my team, but maybe it's just because I stare at it at a computer screen for hours on end, <laughs> but and can critique it each way. But I'll, I'll get to me. But, so who's four? So four, I have Jesse, um, and. I mean, he just beat me, but I was really beat up as we just went over. Like, I didn't have Connor, who's, you know, either my second or third best player. And then also um, Evan Ingram's been killing me. I mean, he was tearing it up at the beginning of the season, and I haven't been able to fill in a good tight end for him. Um, And then he only put up 108 points to beat me. But And, you know, everyone on my team didn't do well this week, um, even despite the er the, – despite the injuries. So it's been tough because, you know, Jalen Samuels isn't a, isn't a top tier running back. And even when he fills in for, for the number one running back at Pitt, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the same page as Kyle. I'm not sold on 
on Jesse's team, even though he keeps on winning week after week. The disrespect. It's it's tough. I mean, obviously, he's got a solid enough team where I I think he's definitely going to make the – and, and again, the difference between my rankings, I have Jesse at number three on my I think he's going to win it all list because um, he's going to get a bye in the playoffs. So there's one week that you don't have to worry about, and then he just has to turn it up for two weeks. Um, to win it all, so it's it's tough to dig on his team, but you know you can't rely on Amari Cooper and um, and Deshaun Watson to win you week in week out. If if I'm Jesse though, like every week everyone's like everyone's like yeah he scored the most points overall and yeah he has the best record and like yeah the Pats <laughs> keep winning in games, but and then they just like shit on him like you can't say all these I mean like. The guy, I think, if he wins one more game, he locks up a bye week, right? I mean, he's eight and two. There's three games left uh, in the regular season, and everyone yeah, else but is you're going to be playing the top tier teams every in the playoffs every single week. So you know, even though, yeah, we, we, he's 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 not a bad team, but I don't know. It's just it's not as solid as like if you look at it. Side I know by he's side not a bad team. team. He's eight and two. <laughs> No, I know, and I'm saying that's a, that's what I, I think. I think he's he's obviously got a solid squad, but compared to the the people I listed above him, I'd rather play him rather than the other the other three. I hope you get your wish, <laughs> and then Jesse can say I told you so. <laughs> In the playoffs, so, yeah, maybe. So you give me a refresher who your top four was and who you don't want to play at this point. Yep, Tim. Kyle, Nick, Jesse. Okay. And at this point in my power rankings, the way I do it, I have Jesse, myself, Nick, and you. Going into number five, this is kind of where I adjusted the grade break. So this is kind of the – I'm not really sure. They have potential. They could do it, but I'm not, like, 100% convinced. This is where I have Murph. Uh, So last week I had Murph at four. This week he's at five. So he's been floating around that spot. Like we talked about, Lamar Jackson had another huge 30-point game. He's carrying the squad. And Mark Andrews, the tight end, had two TDs and 20 points from Lamar Jackson, which which is great. Uh, The rest of his squad kind of sputtered, though. He got single-digit points from Julio, Breida, Ingram, Parker, and then Lockett, who obviously got hurt. Um, His bench is kind of intriguing because he has James White and Marquise Brown or Sammy Watkins. Like, they might be able to fill in, but – I don't necessarily, like, love those guys as starters, and I don't love, like, Parker as a starter. Um, I guess the one thing, if Murph's going to hang his hat on something that could help him going forward, is no more Hooper in Atlanta for two or three weeks. We could see, like, a big Julio outburst coming our way, too. Yeah, I'd say uh, he's definitely going to be riding the Lamar train for the rest of the season. So he's gonna he's gonna really hope hang his hat on the fact that he's gonna get thirty plus points, and then hopefully his the rest of the team scraps together enough points to, uh, to catapult him above. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I have Murph a little bit lower in the rankings, um, and mainly just because of Lamar Jackson carrying the team. Um, I agree with most of your points, like. Uh, the the running back situation isn't fantastic. Julio's not doing as good as he usually does, but you know still a solid option. And then Juju, not doing great with uh, with all the troubles in pit. But, yeah, Ju- I didn't even mention. You're right. I didn't even mention Juju. That's a uh, that's kind of a pick where it's kind of like the opposite of the Lamar pick. He got so much value where he got Lamar, and he lost yeah. a lot of value where he got Juju. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, so my number five, I have Jarden, and I actually made this list before I knew that Hooper was out. So um, before I knew that he was he was out, um, I mean his team was top to bottom, pretty solid. Um, pulling it up right now, but obviously between Saquon and and Zeke, like the one-two punch that hasn't been working for him lately. I mean, you can't think that that's going to happen for much longer um and then cooper cup putting up a zero that's just a that's a fluke that's not going to happen again um and then matt ryan coming back he's a top tier quarterback so between those four people like that's that could be easily 80 points right there um and then 
Hooper obviously really hurts him going forward, but I think he'll be able to scrap together enough to make it into the playoffs. And, uh, and like I said, when you were, you were, when I was answering the uh, buy or sell questions, I think, I think the, uh, the people that are top six right now are going to be the ones that make it. And I just checked again on Hooper. They're saying, I just read a report. They're saying like, they think it could just be like a two week injury. So like if, if Jordan, if Jordan makes it to the playoffs, like he'll have Hooper at that point. It's just, it seems like this week and maybe next week he's going to have to go without him, which is kind of like crunch time, you know, when you need him. But who knows? You know, maybe, maybe he, maybe he just sits out this week and he comes back next week and, Jarden just has to go one without him. So uh, I have Jarden a little bit lower, actually. I don't have him in the playoff bubble. For number six in my power rankings of kind of what have you done and where do I see you going, I have Kyle. So last week I had Kyle. I know you had Kyle higher. Um, I'm at six just on the projected playoff bubble. So Kyle scored 120 points without T.Y., DeAndre Hopkins or Zach Hurts. Uh, Henry obviously had that monster game with 32 points. And Dak has scored at least 20 points in four of his last five games. Um, I do like his running backs. I like Josh Jacobs. I do think Montgomery is still super talented and that, like, he's just in a bad situation in Chicago. So he had he has, like, two good games and he'll give you a dud. So it's not like yeah. he's very dependable, but he's an option. He's got a little bit of depth. Uh, this game was kind of like, or this ranking was really tough for me between Kyle and Jarden. I think that if Kyle and Jarden play like 10 games, they'll split them five and five. So I was like really yeah. tough on who to put in, who to put out. But I just think like, because Kyle is kind of trending upwards right now, um, I have him just inside the bubble and Jarden on the way out. Yeah, and I think I already mentioned it, but I, and the reason I don't, I don't think that Kyle is going to make the playoffs just because of his schedule ahead. He's got you, Nick, and Redman. That's going to be a tough trail to blaze to get into the playoffs when you need wins every week. Um, not that Redman um, and Mason have an easier way to the playoffs. I didn't really look at Jarden's schedule as much, but um, it's going to be a tough trail to play to, to, to blaze. But um, at least he's got uh, Dak doing his nice little uh, hip twist. So. Yeah, Jarden has – he plays Nick, he plays Jesse, and then he plays Christian. Yeah, that's that's tough, too. I mean, like I said at the beginning, like, I think it's a pretty even league throughout the throughout the entire lineup. So, we could it, – it's great to do power rankings each week because, you know, someone could fly up the ranks so easily because of, you know, one guy going off and and another guy getting hurt. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I have, I have Kyle at six. Have you done your six? No, so six is six is myself. Um, and maybe, again, it's, it's because I look at my team every every day and critique it. But um, if it was, like I said, I'm going off of who I would not want to play right now, and I'm probably the sixth out of all of them. I, w- I would rather not play the, t- the teams above me than than myself because – it seems like every single week, at least the past three weeks, where I, I've really been on a little bit of a slide, someone's hurt, and Russell Wilson is the only one that's really uh, keeping me buoyant. And so, I mean, James Conner this work week really hurt me because I only got like seven from Samuels. Um, then, like like we already went over, Evan Ingram, that he's a solid, you know. 10 to 15 points every week that I can't rely on. I have Hawkinson in there that's just, you know, not doing much at all. Um, so I've got I've got some Singletary that's kind of on the rise right now, so I've got big hopes for him because, you know, even though Gore's been a, a stud in um, Buffalo as, as, as old as he is, um, I think they have big plans for Singletary, so I'm pretty pumped to have him in the flex. Um, and then I have Carlos Hyde if I need to sub someone in, which – isn't the best option, but he gets 20 touches a game, so I'm not not too mad. And and then lastly, I'm I'm kind of seeing where Kareem Hunt ends up. He got like nine points last week, but um, I don't really know how Cleveland is going to use them yet. And but they need something to happen, so I'm I'm wondering if if it's going to be through Kareem Hunt. Tell me about Sanu. How do you feel about Sanu? 
Oh, I can't stand drafting or having New England players on my team because I find myself watching the game and cheering for the player more than the team. So I try to avoid them as much as possible. But, um, I mean, I think it's going to be a game script. And I think I'll be able to use them in some capacity going forward because, you know, Allen Robinson and, and well, mostly Allen Robinson isn't he's, – he's the seventh or 16th wide receiver or something like that. So he's been all right, but he hasn't been consistent. And he hasn't – and he's not – you know, he's the number one receiver on a team that doesn't pass a ton. So I might be able to use him in there at some point. But he's a good guy to have in the arsenal um, in case the matchups don't work out each week. But I think that um, it's going to be game plan dependent. If, if Belichick wants to run, then Masinu is not going to get anything. Right, right. Yeah, Kyle and I kind of talked about that too. Um, I mean, he had such a great showing, though, last week and such a big target that, like, I don't know. He scares me. If, I, if I'm if i playing you and he's in the lineup, I'm nervous watching pass games after seeing what he did last week. Last regular season game. Yeah, yeah, that's – give me a little – give me something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch yeah. the new uh, – it's so bittersweet rooting for your own team and also rooting against players on your own team. <laughs> um, so did, in my I'm, other league, this was – in my other league this week, I, I started Devin Singletary just to, or a few weeks ago just to despite someone in the league, and he went off for like 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jordan the other week, said he started Alshon Jeffrey against Redmond just to get in his head. Just <laughs> 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 a little bit. Um, all right, so my seven is where I have Jordan just outside the playoff picture. We've already talked about the Hooper thing. Who knows what's going to happen if he comes back in two weeks or three or what. Uh, but the rest of his team, Saquon Barkley has five. Zeke has seven points, and Cooper Cup has zero. So his three best players all had bad games at the same time. You would think That's there's rough. no way that this happens again. But the real reason I'm worried about Jordan is just luck. He seems to get unlucky. He picks the wrong time to play certain players like Jeffrey or Lindsay. His best players have bad games at the same time. Guys are getting hurt. It just seems like, I mean, maybe I'm buying into all the, like, negativity that Jarden always has around his home team, but <laughs> it seems like this is just not meant to be Jarden's year. So that's why I have him. I think his team is so is really good, but I put Kyle above and I put Jarden at seven, just on the outside looking in. And, uh, and that's why managerial decisions – are uh, a factor in fantasy football, so can't take that, <laughs> take that can't take that out of the game. It's just all Jordan's fault, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's his own fault. There's no luck. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I have for number seven, I have Redmond, um, and I think Redmond's biggest vice is his quarterback play, which I touched on before. Um, he's because his running backs are strong, and uh, like Kamara, Carson, and uh, Fournette, those are top tier running backs, probably you know top top ten at least. Um, so I wouldn't want to face any of those. But you know his wide receivers have struggled a little bit. He's got my two guys that I've traded him, which uh, I'm a little bitter about, but not too bitter about because a lot of people forget. And I talked to him about this. Uh, a couple weekends ago when I visited him. A lot of people forget that he traded me not only Antonio Brown, who I hope comes back, but he also traded me Russell Wilson in that trade as well, which has been carrying my team, and he is in dire need of a QB right now. So Yeah, that's a good point. So it's, it's tough to say who won that trade at this point because, I mean, Stefan Diggs, yeah, he had a few good weeks. Emmanuel Sanders has been – you know, not great. I think he had one good week. So I wasn't too bitter about that, but I, I would like Stefan Diggs right now, but I'd much rather have uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's a good point. I kind of forget about the Russell Wilson aspect of that trade a lot because back then it was like, oh, it's just Russell Wilson, like it's another quarterback. But you're right. Yeah, exactly. He's having like, he's like arguably the MVP in real life. So he's killing it. Uh, I actually don't have uh, Redmond as high as you. I put Mason at my number eight. Mason jumps up from last right. week at number 10. 
Mason Cue the sound effect. In the world. Yeah, I know. Cue any sound effect, anyone who has editing <laughs> software somewhere, because I can't. Um, so Mason is the real winner from this past week. I was, I've gone from completely convinced he was the worst team in the league after that 50 point performance to now like <laughs> respecting this team. This team of like ragtag, like just how the hell did they score the most points in the league one time, <laughs> let alone twice. When you read the, I'm going to read select names off the starting lineup. I'm not going to read every name here, but just some of the names <laughs> that just earned the most points. Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, D.D. <laughs> Westbrook, the Ravens oh, yeah. defense, Matt Gay. How about Matt? Let's talk about Matt Gay. For oh, yeah. Tampa Best Bay kicker. kicker. In the <laughs> 14 points. Baltimore Ravens defense, 24 points. Josh Allen, 25 points. Mason's team is just like, it's like the team just held by glue. And the glue is Michael Thomas. Number one receiver in fantasy. He's crushing yep. it. That guy, like, arguably should just be the fantasy MVP on his own just for, like, having to put up with this squad that's assembled <laughs> around him. But yeah. Mason now has the top score twice, and he's right there in the playoff picture. Mason actually could make the playoffs, which is insane to say because Kyle and I were just talking about is this team on the – Mount Rushmore of worst teams we've ever had, which neither of us put it on there. We're just having some fun. But <laughs> let's look at Mason's schedule going forward for a second. Where is he? So he's got me this week in a matchup yep. that actually is closer than you think it would be based on projections. Yep. He's got you next week, and you just had yourself kind of on the cusp of the playoffs. And yep. then he's got Murph. He's got Murph in week 13. It's, an, it's, so, it's not too bad on the schedule. I don't have I don't have Mason in the playoffs, but you're saying there's a chance. He could do it. Mason can come all the way from dead last in the power rankings. <laughs> and we're gonna point to that moment when we talked about the Mount Rushmore of worst teams we've ever had. That's the moment <laughs> that kind of like brought this team together. I could see Michael Thomas just like smashing Gatorade coolers with his helmet in frustration <laughs> of just like the absolute just like monstrosity of a team assembled around him and they came together and they're going to start winning. Yeah. So Mason is at eight. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could say the same and it might come back to bite me when I, uh, when I go and play him and maybe you're just giving him a total of respect because you have to play him this week, but uh, I'm not as high on Mason's team. Sorry, Mason. So, <laughs> who, are, who do you got there? I have, I have Murph next. Um, this is low for Murph. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I I hate in fantasy and, and you could probably tell my my strategy after I traded the top my top pick to um, Jarden to begin with. Um, I go for evenness and consistency, which my team has not been doing right now. But well, they've been consistently bad in the last three weeks. But you know, in I don't know in in. In Murph's case, I don't see consistency in this group. I see, other than Lamar Jackson, who's going to be week in, week out, a superstar. But, you know, when it comes to playoff time, you're going to have to be consistently good every week. And I don't know if, if Murph's going to be able to do that. Um, so, and again, this is a team I I would rather play right now than someone high, ranked higher than this, just because I think I have more of a fighting chance um, than, than the, the teams above them. Wow, Murph at five and five, but you'd rather see him than some of these other teams. I guess they're only one or two games behind, so I get it. Uh, but at nine, this is where I have Redmond. So, like I said, John has said himself that he's a sleeper for last place, and I'm starting to see why. <laughs> Lost three straight, three of four weeks, fail the top 100 points. No one in his lineup is actually top five at their position. There's no top five players. And Kamara is obviously, like, the big letdown. He hasn't scored over 20 points since week three. I think uh, McCaffrey, for me, has scored 20 points, like, every week except maybe one week. So <laughs> not that everyone is McCaffrey, but Kamara is, like, the number one guy. You know, you, you, you expect him to do a little more. Obviously, he was hurt, and then there was, like, the bye week, and then there's kind of a few shaky games, and then he's come out and said, like, he, wouldn't, he doesn't mind having to share the workload. Um, I don't know. 
I not I'm not saying John's not gonna make the playoffs because all of these teams I'm listing in this part are in this second half of the grade break of like I'm not sure. I'm just obviously low on Redmond's team. Like I don't I don't think he's a contender. I think he could squeak in at like the number six spot, but that's about yeah. it for me. Yeah, I hear you. I'm I I would say I'm I'm a little higher on John's team just because I think that you know on paper he should be doing a little bit better. Kamara just getting hurt really crushed this season, but. If it comes down to points four for the tiebreaker, then, you know, Jarden's got him edged out there. So he's, he's probably going to be, be rooting pretty hard against Jarden. But if he, you know, out of the people that he's four and six with right now, if he can, if he can stay above points four for the rest of them, which he's on, he's, he's second to Jarden right now in points about four. So if that comes down to the, to the tiebreaker, then, then he obviously would, would be in if, if Jarden keeps on losing. Mhm. So who so, got nine? He's not in a hor. He's not in a horrible position. So, but yeah, I wanted to have him at eight because he had me at eight, and I'm still bitter. But <laughs> anyway, um, what am I? On? I'm on. Uh, okay, I got nine. I got Mundo. I got Mundo next, and uh, it might be just a pity um, um, jump in the ranks, but. You know, his team should be doing better, and I think that's probably the theme for these, the bottom tier. But, um, you know, Melvin Gordon had a monster week for the, I think, the last two weeks, right? Um, yeah. And then he's got Tyreek Hill, who now has his quarterback back. So those are two people that I wouldn't want to go, go up against. And then you got Chris Goodwin, who's, he's not like a name brand, but, He's been going off. He's definitely not a name brand. He said his name wrong. It's Chris Godwin. Godwin, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, he's not a name brand because I don't even it's know. Not a, he's a, yeah, I'm just finding that point. But at the same time, like he's he's been pretty consistently putting up double digits, which you obviously didn't expect that for him. He's uh he's definitely lacking in the tight end category and the the uh, flex spot. But um, you know, Christian Kirk just went off and. Um, Kyler Murray has been way better than I expected. So I, I don't, I think that I wouldn't want to play him a little bit more than Mason's team, but, um, I, I he's obviously not, not playoff bound because he's of his record. Yeah. I have Christian, uh, dead last, uh, at 10. Last week I had him at nine. Uh, it sucks because he did score the second most points this past week. He had 135 points, but like, it was too late. Yeah, if you're actually going forward, like, what concerns me, like, is Christian Kirk going to get you a, a multiple touchdown game, like, ever again this season? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really buying it. Uh, David Johnson, five carries, two yards, negative .5 fantasy points on his bench this week. No one knows when he's, like, hurt or he's healthy or what they're going to do with him. So frustrating. Uh, he's obviously got the worst record in the league. Uh, you did mention Hill and Gordon which are scary. Uh, Godwin has been a little hit or miss. He's the fourth. Godwin's actually uh, wide receiver number four in fantasy, but that's all because of the first six weeks. Look at his mm-hmm. last three weeks, eight points, 10 points, 10 points. His 20 and 30 point games all came between week two and six. Not yeah, to say he your guy again. all the catches. Yeah. Not to say he can <laughs> do it again, but I've spoken person with Mike Evans and he says, don't fucking bet on it. This is my team. Yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying. He's got guys that scare me. Like Melvin Gordon, if he continues to play well, um, that's a scary a scary pick you don't want to go up against. The last two weeks he's had 24 points and then 20 points. Um, but, like, I don't know. Michael Gallup, I'm still not sold. You never know what you're going to get from Godwin. Sony Michelle has been, like, kind of – he's, like, randomly written out of game, point, game plans for the Pats. And then David Johnson, you don't really know what you're going to get. So uh, for that reason, it's not like his these last couple, 8, 9, 10, between Mason, Revan, and Christian are pretty interchangeable. But because he's got the worst record as well, um, I did bump him down here to 10. Yeah, I hear you. And for for my who wins it all bracket, Mundo's definitely down at the bottom. But for my, uh, for my number 10, unfortunately, sorry, Mason, I got you down here. And it's not because you – it didn't do well last week. It's just because if I look at your team and just, you know, say who do I want to play next, 
it'd probably be Mason, and I'm, that's probably going to bite me in the ass when I play him next week. <laughs> but uh, but Josh Allen is not going to rush for two touchdowns every game, and I don't know if you guys watched that game, but that was, you know, hurt my eyes because, A, Buffalo was was not very good, and then, B, I think Cleveland got stopped on the goal line on the one-yard line, and I was watching it because of Chubb. It got stopped on the one-yard line ten different times. It's like <laughs> unbelievable. So Buffalo is really relying on his defense and not as much on on its offense. So I don't think Josh Allen's going to be a week in and week out quarterback. Wait, let me let me let me get in there real quick on Josh Allen. Try to guess of the nine games he's played without pulling it up. Nine games he's played in the year. How many games does he have a rushing touchdown? Probably more than I think, but probably more I, than you think. In probably like three, I don't know. <laughs> five games, five That's games. Ridiculous. With a rushing six ru- six rushing touchdowns in nine games. That's Over, five. He did two this last one, yeah. So I'm just saying. God. And then I know it's Josh Allen. But I know. I, I I feel like that's one of the players that we look back in in the archives in like five years and be like, who the hell yeah. is Josh yeah, Allen? Why did he start <laughs> Josh Allen? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue with your points about Mason's team. And then yeah, not not to twist the dagger, but Joe Mixon doesn't scare me. He had the uh, the most points he had all week all year that last week was sixteen. Um, and then Damian Williams actually has more upside. I think. Uh, I think uh, um, Shady was a healthy scratch last week, so that's good for Damian. Um, but then his wide receivers are, are obviously very solid, um, and then his tight end is, is good. But if I'm looking at one team to play, it'd probably be Mason's. Yeah, so this you did bring a point up, too, last week that, you know, I kind of hedge my bet since I'm playing Mason this week. It doesn't make me look as bad when I lose to him. If I have a <laughs> so. Yeah, really. I'm I'm really digging myself a grave. And you set me up with that question at the beginning, where where uh, do you buy or sell Mason's team? It's like, well, if I if I buy it, then I look like an ass when I lose to him next week. Or if I sell it, then I I, I look I also look horrible when I lose to him next week. Hey, I can play him this week, so it's gonna come back for me too. Did you buy or sell that? Uh, you know, let's get right into that because this is one of my questions <laughs> I was gonna ask. Who do you look forward this week? So here's the question. I'm gonna phrase it this way: Can Mason actually beat me this week? <laughs> the projections are really close. I don't have a kicker yet. When I put in a kicker, I should be projected to win by like 15 points. But Mason just went off last week. So is it weird that I feel like I'm going to put up 120 points again and lose? You know, I really hope you lose. But uh, without even looking at because I honestly, I didn't even look at, at the lineup. I just automatically answered no to this question because I think you're the best <laughs> team. And, and, and he's the worst team. The worst. <laughs> so, uh, like, it would just go against everything of my rankings. But – uh I mean, he definitely has a problem. He has, he has a chance to win. I think everyone has a chance week in and week out. But I think they're like if you play each other, you'd, pro- you'd probably beat him eight or nine out of ten weeks. So I really hope he Here's, comes through. But let I'm me not, let, not, let not, me not let me write the script. <laughs> let me write the script for how I lose this game. I can feel this one. I've been on a four-game win streak. My team's playing great. I can feel yeah, a lot. Yeah, you got famous on. Jameis now. Yeah, here's here's the script. Okay, Aaron Rodgers on the bench, and I have literally the most polarizing quarterback possible, Janus Winston, <laughs> who in a heartbeat just, can just throw five interceptions. He can throw five interceptions. He also can get benched in, like, the first half of games. Uh, last time he played uh, New Orleans, let's see, 17 points, not bad. Uh, he had two touchdown passes. Uh, and he had 204 yards, so really not great, to be honest. So, James Winston, <laughs> there's a reason why I could lose this. Now, this comp- this is like a compound game right here, okay? So, uh, James Winston, I also have Mike Evans. Mike Evans, last yeah. time he played in New Orleans, do you know what he did? He put a goose egg up? Goose egg. He played every snap against New Orleans and put up zero points. So, I have Mike Evans against New Orleans, and I'm playing their quarterback. Uh, Kenny Galladay might not have Matt Stafford again, 
I have Jason Witten as my tight end. He's not nearly as good as Darren Waller, who's on his side. And uh, yeah. here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. It is the kicker. He has Matt Gay coming off 14 points in his kicker. <laughs> I don't have Mason Crosby. I'm going to have to go to waiver wire to get a kicker. I think yeah, I could actually lose fine. this game. I think I'm going to be projected right, well, to win, well, here, and I'm going to say that Gay – go ahead, go ahead. All right, so I think Josh Allen and, and Winston is a push. Like, if you argue that Josh Allen or Winston is going to have a better game, like, go for it. I could believe either side. Then you have Christian McCaffrey against Joe Mixon. There's no way you tell me that Joe Mixon scores more points than Christian McCaffrey. I agree. Then you have Damian, Damian Williams playing Dalvin Cook. There's no way that you tell me that Damian Williams scores. I don't more know. Damian Williams has got like this. Damian Williams has got like this weird ability to just like break off like a really long touchdown. I know he hasn't oh, had get a great fantasy here. season. I know. I know. Mahomes I know. is just, back. <laughs> he just thinks and then and then Mike Evans and Michael Thomas like it's you, they're both fantastic receivers. You got right wide receiver one and wide receiver two, so that could go either way. Thielen and Galladay. Galladay has been playing out of his mind, so I'd give the edge to Thielen. But I mean, Galladay could have you know a few points less, and then definitely Waller definitely is better than than uh, Witten, old man Witten. But um, and then your flex is a push too. So I mean, I'm not sold on on Mason beating you, but I really hope he does. I'm nervous, uh, but that leads into I don't think that our matchup is the matchup of the week. I think the matchup of the week is Kyle versus John. So before you look at their teams, the first Agreed. question is, what, like, paint me a word picture here. What do you think the mood is going to be like in the Rogers-Redmond uh, household this weekend? I I, uh, I fortunately got a taste of uh, of what it was like a couple weekends ago. I visited both of them, and uh, I heard rumors through the grapevine that uh, John's boss told him to lose this week. So uh, he might throw the game just just because of that. Um, so you know he doesn't want to lose his job. So I'd say that the job trumps fantasy football. But uh, I think Kyle wins. Um, I think uh, I think ev- almost every position checks out. Um, but and and I think it, and obviously you've been pretty down on John too now that and John's down on his own team. So team morale is real low. He's got Chris Carson on a bye. He's got Emmanuel Sanders that might be hurt. And then, you know, Kyle Rogers' team is, is just uh, – it's on the up and up, and I think he's got very little holes on his team. So I think I think Kyle's definitely going to take this one, even even if John intentionally throws the game. Yeah, I think Kyle's going to take this one as well. John will probably put in Fournette, it looks like, instead of Chris Carson. Uh, but – I'm, I am a little wary of, like, the, you know, revenge game from Kamara that has to be coming at some point for fantasy owners. <laughs> like, you know he's sure. going to have a big one, and it just kind of feels like Tampa Bay is that team that just allows him to have, like, a 40-point fantasy game. But looking at everything top to bottom, taking away my fear of how Kamara is the best player in this matchup, uh, I like Kyle's team better at pretty much every other position. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's gonna be that's gonna be big for Kyle to make a playoff um, push. Oh uh, yeah, he, he, it's, it's a almost a, a must win. Yeah, because the next two teams are gonna be really tough to get through for Kyle. I think I think for both of them it's a must win. I think oh, yeah, straight up sure. this is this is just a must win game all the way around. Um, yeah, the six the fight for the six seed. So last one here, give me the confidence meter in your own matchup against Christian this week. Oh, I, uh, if you haven't noticed, I've been pretty down on my, my team, <laughs> not, not loving the, uh, the injuries. And then I got my best player on by and Russell Wilson. So I'm at a five confidence right now. Um, I've got Melvin Gordon and Tyreek Hill just stare, staring me in the face, even though their teams haven't been as good as they probably wish they were. I, I, I mean, I think they're, and they're facing off against each other, too, so that game is just going to be a miserable game to watch for me. So I'd say I'd, I'd say that I'd, if I had to choose one that I'm going to win, but um, it's it's not looking great. Uh, do you want to start Sanu at your quarterback position? He's thrown a couple passes in his career. 
I would love to. <laughs> I also I also would love if Antonio Brown stopped being an idiot and decided to, you know, be a normal human being and catch some footballs. But that doesn't look <laughs> like it's going to happen. But you know, I'm not going to drop him just because of spite. So Mike has his confidence meter at a five. Um, those are just a couple of the matchups we're going to see this week. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we got time for tonight, and I have no editing capabilities. So everyone's just getting this full phone conversation. Uh, this is typically where I'd play a little music, maybe some sound effects, do some fun <laughs> stuff on the way out. But instead, I'm just going to say, Mike, thanks for being on tonight. That was great. It was a pleasure. It was, uh, it was great raw-dogging it with you. <laughs> There's no way you can transition from that note, uh, everyone. <laughs> Best of luck this week. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'll see you later, Mike. All right. See ya.